Drama on One. Sundays at 8pm. rta.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on one. Now on Drama on One, Pulse Music, Kjol Kushle. A sonic journey into the thoughts and poetic imagination of the late West Limerick poet Michael Hartnett. Directed and researched by Dylan Ty, with original music and sound design by Sean McErlane. Featuring the all-Munster cast of actor Andrew Bennett, singers Nelny Cronin and Irla Olyanard, and the voice of Michael Hartnett. Texts and quotations are by Michael Hartnett and are drawn from his poems and translations, his papers in the National Library and the RTE Radio Archive. Additional quotations are drawn from the diaries of the Finnish composer Jan Sibelius. This is Pulse Music, Kjol Kushle. I must warn you from the very start. This place, this land, has an ugliness that could warp the most devoted heart. Among humanity's many needs, such as sex, food, sleep, there is also the need for rhythm. This manifests itself in many ways, from the total noise and light world of the disco to the recitation in some country pub of a piece of verse by a drink-befuddled brain. A poet's memory, like anyone else's, is a ragbag of all sorts of seemingly irrelevant poems and songs, many of them too slight to qualify as either poetry or song. Still, every verse, every ballad, every hackneyed piece of music is as much a part of a poet's spiritual makeup as those sublime pieces of music and poetry that move him deeply are. A poet speaks to be heard. He wants to express himself. And the closer the texture of his diction to the texture of his thought, the more individual his voice becomes. They can know Marrakesh as well as they know Mallow, New York as well as Newcastle West. They do not particularly want to work at anything that will stifle their imaginations. Of we myself dancing under the moon, Shenarinke, Ganolesh, with no music, with pulse music, is me fain go hoig myself lonely, the ancient lonely, and Shanna Oignus. One is not a translation of the other, but what the original language is, I don't know. We were such golden children, never to be dust, singing in the street, alive and loud. There's a lady from the mountains, who is she? I cannot tell. All she wants is gold and silver, and a fine young gentleman. She was a compound, an unconscious compound of Gaelic and English civilizations merging and battling it up, which is unfortunately the English 
the English side of it won, and she would be she would swear to anybody who asked that she couldn't speak Gaelic at all. But of course she was, as I said, she could speak at least 50% of her dialogue, uh, of her vocabulary was Gaelic. My grandmother could sing Gaelic songs. It's me. I think that the, one of the greatest piece of nonsense that Western civilization ever brought to this country and to all over the, to any country in the world is rationalization. There, have, there has to be a reason for everything, you see, that is modern Western European thinking. It's not so at all in these. There doesn't have to be a reason. If it works, it works, and you don't question it. That's the, I believe it simply as that. And that's a, it's called a primitive outlook now on things, but I believe it. I knew far more about Chinese poetry in the early 60s than I, did, I knew about Yeats. People are very superstitious, and I don't think they can really disentangle their actual love and fear of God with their love and fear of pukas and leprechauns and fishhawks. They're not quite sure which is which. They've never—I don't think they've ever bothered to make the distinction. It hasn't been important enough for them. They're just Catholicism is just a respectable veneer. sense she knew the things that moved at night were neither dogs nor cats but pukas and dark-faced men she nevertheless had fierce pride but sentenced in the end to eat thin diminishing porridge in a stone-cold kitchen she clenched her brittle hands around a world she could not understand i loved her from the day she died
I was a versifier, you know, quite comes quite easy to any reasonably intelligent child to put verses together. But uh, I needed a bit of tragedy and misery, which I got plenty of around 1958 and 59, to, I suppose, actually make me a poet. In the bed, the breeding ground and cot, he wore his best blouse and would have seen the finest teacups in his life. But he was white as an alabaster Christ and cold to kiss. We shuffled round and waited. Our respects were paid. And then we ate soft biscuits and drank lemonade. Ach, to Tim, down so Poet must say what is inside his head. I hope someday, when I have mastered the English language, to go on to tackle the Irish, the Gaelic language, and write in it. That's one of my long-term plans: is to write in Gaelic, to the exclusion of English, in about ten or fifteen years' time. <laughs> Anything I write must be filtered through and influenced by all these bits and pieces. Every rural cage has prisoners, every small hill sheltered townland, every whitewashed tourist village holds a heart that cannot speak out, lives a life of angered murmurs. Over 11 pints of Guinness, over 50 bitter woodbines, we have talked about our futures, we have found no quick solution. To assuage his grief, he drank and drank and drank and kept on thinking. I was abandoned to their tragedies and began to count the birds, to deduct secrets in the kitchen cold and to avoid among my nameless weeds the civil war of that household. For the heart can stay unwarped in these most inhuman days, and one cobweb threading rain can civilize a race. Sometimes, when he was in a mellow mood, he would sing his favorite song and mine. Because I love so much, I lose.
began to think in Gaelic, to dream in it, and even, as I was told, to speak it in my sleep. But the most important function of the poet is to remind governments that someone is free. And the poet should treat modern society as a big game hunter treats a rogue elephant. Either keep out of its way or give it an occasional shot of tranquilizer. Imagine me now, 820 feet above sea level, my Japanese transistor picking up Spanish and Romanian and nothing else. And I tune in on the FM band and pick up Gaelic voices from the three corners of Ireland. But I will not see great men go down who walked in rags from town to town, finding English a necessary sin, the perfect language to sell pigs in. I have made my choice and leave with little weeping. I have come with meagre voice to quote the language of my people. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a member of one of the lost tribes. I use English, think in English and write in English, but I have a Gaelic sensibility. So I just decided not, took a vow never to write in the English language again, a vow I kept for uh, 10 years. All four of my grandparents were Gaelic speakers. Uh, so my racial soul has only been English-speaking for 80 years, Gaelic-speaking for a thousand years before that. So the fabric is still in me, the, the, the marabone is, is there, you know, the Gaelic marabone is there. I wake up at night thinking in two languages. It breaks my heart. Hug me lie me I took dangerous medicine and hope died out and left me there. The poem came in as a sort of incantation, if you like, a deliberate attempt on my part, to attempt to stop his dying. And the, end, the poem ends, Ach, I said, Fon Gafol, Ach, Niran. I said, hang on, wait a while. But he didn't, he couldn't. Is, ah, here. Fon Gafol, Nilain Kjol, Theresha Vosh, Nil Rian Dana, not Toraun, Ach, Titim, Down to Green. Beg and Krina in a Breedic Vaughan, Winka Railta, Eraguna Glee. The hash got crusted a big old dawn. His feathered stone was spalt a cure. Good rega here is fond on sport. Acne round is the third of October 1984. 1984. I kissed my father as he lay in bed in the ward. 
nurses walked on souls of sleep, and old men argued with themselves all day. The seven decades locked inside his head congealed into a timeless, leaking heap. He willed to me his bitterness and thirst, his cold ability to close a door. Later, over a drink, I realised that was our last kiss, and alas, our first. A certain face will live with me Until my life is quenched My main themes would be about the workings of the human soul, you know, grief especially. rise, breakfast, shave. Nine o'clock, write. Twelve o'clock, lunch. One to four, write. Four o'clock, snack. 4.15, walk, shopping. Six o'clock, tea. 6.30 to eight, potter, read, think. Eight to 10, pub, if possible. 10, home, read, supper. My English dam bursts and outstroll all my bastards. Irish shakes its head. Love me and I am broken under a burden of small things. Oh, Tom. 
All languages are equal. All languages give us access to reality. I had no tongue in the land I came from. Incessant waters in the night makes erosion in the brain, excess of rain. my name. I've lived longer than Oriade, longer than Bihan. Great is my shame. Mr. Frankenstein, August the My poems are a kind of psychic autobiography and they echo with past emotional states. They are a diary where many bitter truths are made palatable by as many pretty lies, not to deceive the reader, but to comfort the writer. This lonesome Eden, waiting for its lost children. My longing for the Latin Mass is only a desire for a priestly chant, a desire to recall a childhood where, if lonely, I was not alone, and if doubting, doubted briefly. And most important of all, I had someone to forgive me. To have no one to forgive one is tragic. Not that I'm guilty of any great sin, as far as I know but there are acts and thoughts which human forgiveness cannot shrive. And that is where the loneliness comes in. One of the last and saddest memories I have of the Protestant Church is hearing the bell ringing, f f calling a con non-existent congregation to service. Sunday, the 14th of February, 1988, Valentine's. Sunday the 28th, Rostropovich National Concert Hall. Friday the 15th of July, New Again Banquet. Friday the 16th, Leeson Lounge, 7pm. Monday the 9th to Monday the 16th, Spain. Hi, hi, hi. 
Mallorca was fascinated by death. Death figured in all his poems, and very, figured very strongly, not just the physical fact of death, but death as a person, a living thing, if you like, whose function was to take people away, not unlike the far dove of Irish folktales. The past is a vile smell We cannot walk Exiled, suffering, silenced, dying. Why is my art so barren of new the pride? Clane Hospital, the 7th of April to the 24th of April, 1989. Cirrhosis of liver will live. And he stared out in wonder at that bird-flocked, flower-burst spring, coughing up his morning clot of phlegm. It's frightening, starting again. I wake up every morning saying it's all finished. He must have been the last wandering singer in County Limerick. Like all Irish singers, he had to be coaxed, and he had only one song. I am no thrush that wakes in storms to sing. I am no thrush that wakes in storms to sing. Saturday, the 21st of January, 1989, Luna Plena. Monday, the 24th of April, discharged from Clane. Thursday, the 3rd of August, 7.30, Couscous at Home Home. Saturday, the 4th, Niall's birthday, drinking. Monday, the 18th of September, 48, made it. Sunday, the 22nd of October, John of God's 5 p.m. RP unit. Monday, the 20th of November, left RPU. Tuesday, the 6th of June, Bagot Street Hospital, blood sample. Ken und fer, keil und What does it matter? My work is done. The destiny of man is the losing of all. December 1920. Cheer up. Death is around the corner. November 1923. Alcohol, which I gave up, is now my most faithful companion and the most understanding. Everything and everyone else has largely failed me. The world was quenched like a match in wind. I sped across the ether. I sped across the ether. I believe that our creed 
This head is a poet's head. This head holds a galaxy. What happens when the music ceases? Silence. All the other arts aspire to the condition of music. What does music aspire to? Silence. That was Pulse Music Kjol Kushle, a sonic journey into the thoughts and poetic imagination of the late West Limerick poet Michael Hartnett. Directed and researched by Dylan Ty. Original music and sound design were by Sean McElane. You also heard actor Andrew Bennett, singers Nelny Cronin and Irla Ulyanard, and the voice of Michael Hartnett. Texts and quotations were by Michael Hartnett and were drawn from his poems and translations, his papers in the National Library, the RTE Radio Archive and from the Clatter Records recording The Blink of an Eye. Additional quotations were drawn from the diaries of the Finnish composer Jan Sibelius. The writings of Michael Hartnett feature by kind permission of the estate of Michael Hartnett and the Gallery Press with special thanks to Peter Fallon. Access to the Michael Hartnett papers is courtesy of the National Library of Ireland. Thanks also to Jen Coppinger, Poetry Ireland and Gabriel Rosenstock. Sound supervision was by Richard McCulloch. The producer for RTE was Kevin Brew. The series producer of Drama on One is Kevin Reynolds. To listen back to this and other dramas in the RTE archive, go to rte.ie forward slash drama on one. rte.ie forward slash drama on one.